I've already forgotten the order of, of things. I'm Gabby. And I'm Liska. And this is Pride in Norwegian, a podcast about scam and all of its parallel universes. Yay. So today we travel back to, wait for it. <laughs> that is Google, Google pronounced saying it, not me. When David was saying it at the end of the final episode, I tried to listen to how he was saying it. And I was like, I, I just don't know if my mouth can make those sounds in that way. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a long word. I don't know why it's so hard. Uh, we are here to talk about season four of, which is the season of Amira Talia Mahmoud. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but I think it's a beautiful name. That's why I like it. Like I love typing it in my tags. Oh, it makes me so happy. Okay. But before we do that, do we have any updates? I feel like there was stuff. And I, I have know. two things for you. One is a question. I was on the All Scam website. Yeah. And I saw the Peru thing. Did you know anything about this? It's not an official remake. They didn't get the rights for NRK. So I don't know how exactly this works. But yes, there is a Peru version that's supposed to be coming. I don't know, spring? Fall? I don't know what time is anymore, guys. <laughs> and so they have like a teaser of it so far. And it seems like it's like an EVA season. But again, I don't know how closely you can stick to it. But it also seems like it's more of a student-run project. So maybe that's the leeway. I am extremely excited about everything about this. Besides the fact that I have like a secret obsession with Peru. But just the, the fact that it's a student-run thing. The fact that it's not officially licensed. Like everything about it, I am all <laughs> for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I am very excited because, you know, we don't have a Latin American country and that's a very different reality. So it's not just a language thing, but our cultural thing different totally. from like Spain. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. No, that's a great question. Uh, the other thing was the two, uh, the two uh, items, topics, whatever that were brought up by people to our Instagram. Thank you for those messages. So the first one is that Milan is from Amsterdam. So I guess in in the Netherlands and in Belgium, they, they speak Dutch, but in Belgium, it's Flemish Dutch, which is like a little bit different. So they understand <laughs> each other, but accents and some words are different, which is why they're making fun of him. <laughs> uh, I was not, he, Ger not German, nothing to do with Germany. I don't know where I got German from, but oh, and also somebody mentioned that in the subtitles, they're actually subtitling it in Dutch, right? Like proper Dutch, like, I, I don't know if it's called proper, I forget what they called it. Uh, complaints about Belgian fans that the language they use in the show is a mix of formal Dutch and Antwerpen slang, and therefore, therefore sounds a little awkward. Interesting. Says one person, Shelly, I don't know. Uh, and this, the last person to message you, which you didn't read, they're saying that the, the Netherlands Dutch also is harsher, whereas Flemish is a little bit softer with more melody to it hmm. according to this one person yeah uh, and, and so they say like yeah my guess my guess is probably that milan moved to belgium for university right and which is which is not uncommon at all oh and then the other one that somebody informed us on though i actually had done the research and found this out on my own and told you offline is that in that one scene senna is going he's just come back from voting and yeah. I, had, I had figured out that that clip dropped on a specific day and there was an election and some sort of like European Union parliamentary election or something happening that day. Thank you to the person who let us yeah. know as well. I've, other than that, uh, season six of Druk has ended. I wasn't as up to date in the last couple of weeks, but I really love this thing where sometimes, especially when it's something that you care about. And I think this with Fat Fatu's season, 
people care a lot because it's like a WLW like representation. Their, the expectations are so heavy that I think at some point people despair a little bit <laughs> towards the end of the season. And then when it all comes together and it works, you're like, beautiful, love it, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there was a moment where everyone was like, the writers, the pacing is off. It's like when you don't know how, to, I think when you don't know how to verbalize what is off to you, and I'm not saying it's a perfect season, the thing that a lot of people go to is like, oh, the pacing is off. Uh, but it's like, well, until you see the story as a whole, I don't think that you can actually make that criticism. Yeah. And, and, and so there was a lot of like frustration in terms of that, but I think ultimately it was a really good season and oh, it good. for the most part come together. And I, but I did laugh a little bit because someone was like, when Nora's season was airing, we didn't have these complaints. And I was like, okay, two things. First of all, <laughs> Yes, you did. I was here. Your memory is just short. Like people spend the first, it, it was just the opposite. It was the first couple of weeks. Everyone was saying, nothing is happening. Why is this so slow? And then it all came together. And second of all, when the new generation started, our expectations were zero. So yeah. like yeah. Nora could go nowhere but up. Yeah. yeah. And then we all loved that season so much. And we all loved Fatou so, Fatou so much that... <laughs> you know, the expectations were very high for her season. Totally. Plus, like you mentioned, because just there's not a lot of rep. And so the stakes are always higher when there yes. is rep. <laughs> yes, for sure. A hundred percent. And then Scam Fran's season, what are we on? Seven is still airing. I haven't watched any of it. But I am kind of now vaguely interested. There are aspects of it that I'm like, okay. Like, I think I've told you offline that if, if nothing else, Scam Friends always gives you something to talk about, <laughs> which is really interesting. Uh, by the time we finally uh, edit this, the season will definitely be over. But that's, that's kind of where we are. And we're waiting for the new season of What the Fuck. I don't think there's been any big updates on when that is happening. And I know that COVID also has, like, slowed things down again. Course, so yeah. who knows? We don't have, for example, we don't have... We don't know if Druk is going to have more seasons, although there's two characters that like everyone thinks that either Ishmael or Ava or both would be amazing mains, which I agree with. And then I'm going to try to make this brief. I 100% recommend Black Sails. You just kind of got to get through that first season and then it gets good and it's really worth it. So let's talk about Druk. Yes. So just really quickly, I talk, I watched the Abby special, which I think you said you, you didn't. I meant to, and then I was just like, I don't have time. I, I, I watched it just because I, it's been so long since we've talked about this show. So I watched it to kind of remind myself of what's going on and who the characters were. And I'm very glad I did because it's actually a really good kind of set up for the season. It sets up a lot of different things. Yeah, I liked, I liked the Abby special too because I like the actual even literal handing off of the season from Mateo to Amira. Yeah, there are some really nice little touches in the in it. Yeah, totally. And it's where we get it. Then the reason that I was like, hey, maybe you should rewatch it is because it's when we get introduced to Assam, Omar, and where Amira meets Muhammad for the first time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that And so that's the difference from OG where they kind of grew up. But then yeah. later they talk about one of her brothers says, he's like my blood brother which implies that they've known each other for a long time i think it implies that their connection is deep and personal all right all right yeah. they just met like cut to like a couple months before and immediately sometimes, like, it, just happens. sometimes <laughs> it just happens that way with your friends bromancers too. are real this is a thing <laughs> yeah so i i actually yeah i was like i actually thought that moment was sweet because of that because i was like well but it doesn't seem like they've actually known each other that long so it's just like we're soulmates as friends yeah <laughs> 
actually do want in a second talk about sort of the implications of that because I feel like part of why their relationship can move the way that it moves is because they don't have this history at least to me mm. I don't know something that I was thinking about like whether that played a role do, do you have like overall impressions of the season yes I think I had a hard time with do, this do season. Want, do you want me to start or do you want, like, how do you want to do it? Uh, maybe I'll give you just my broad because it's very open-ended. Uh, so I don't have, but which is to say that I don't really, I feel like I don't have a strong definitive feeling about this season. I thought it was a very mixed bag. There were some things that I liked a lot and there were things that they did that I thought didn't work. And so, and so actually as overall as a season, it didn't really work super well for me. I kind of was bored in the first half, which I watched yesterday. I just was not invested for something and I really want to like them. And I couldn't even figure out really what is this season about? Is it about her being Muslim in Germany? Is it a romance? Is it the strongest thread I thought I I could like hang my thoughts on was that it's really it's like about her and her mother like that's the sort of like underlying relationship that is kind of shapes things in a way and yet they don't really lean into it so it's just kind of there. I was like but not enough that's one of my criticisms yeah absolutely uh, oh absolutely yeah and so I just I guess I didn't find enough like binding it together something is off and I cannot for the life of me articulate why and I feel very dumb about that but maybe through conversation we'll I don't know that I have all the answers I don't know if you remember when we were choosing what to do I didn't know if I wanted to do this season because I think it's lovely when I'm in it I enjoy it so much like I like being with these characters I actually really like Amira and Mohammed I love watching them stare into each other's eyes like great but then when I take a pause and I think about it it falls apart like as a season yeah and it just like there's so much potential there it's like they want to correct some of the things that people criticize about the og but then they don't replace it with anything so then there's no conflict yes okay all right this is getting somewhere this is yeah it's like an aversion it's like an aversion to conflict yes okay it's very fascinating to me that i'm like okay i totally see why you did this and this and this but then I was also, as we were nearing the end of the season, trying to verbalize what is the struggle. When she's talking to Mia in the tent, I feel like she's trying to verbalize what her season is supposed to be about. And I was like, that's not what I got at all. Right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, completely. Uh, And she's like, you know, something like, you kind of got to like trust yourself and your instinct. Like you're you're the one who knows best or something, something along those lines. And I was like, issue, oh. You can't go around trying to please everybody. I tried to do that. And at the end of the day, I have to like be true to myself. And I was like, okay, you started setting that up and then you didn't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, conversely, I, I would even argue that is a thing they seem to be trying to fulfill in her actions in this season, but I don't really have a sense of where it comes from. And, mm-hmm. I, and that's where I think maybe that mother story or the family could have been that backbone like as if by watching this story unfold ideally we gain greater understanding of how that relationship has created this situation but I didn't I just was sort of like okay there's this and there's this here's here's the thing they have they have Australia they have like her being the middle child um, the only girl they have um the mom like you're saying and all of the big moments of decision so first of all 
I don't know if you remember this, but she had a delivery job that she kept a secret from her parents in the earlier seasons. Yes, I totally remember that. It's barely acknowledged here. We never see that moment, right? Is it even acknowledged? I didn't even catch if it was. I don't know if it's here. I feel like I feel like I have a memory of a throwaway throwaway line. I think they do Uh, mention something like you've worked so hard for this, but they do not specify. But I'm like, okay, that would have been a fascinating thing to actually see. So exactly that delivery job. That's a conflict right there of even what you're saying, like what it means to be German, what it means to be Muslim, the expectations of the family and the society, which is what she's talking about a lot. So they've taken that away. It's also summer. So I don't know why they took that away. It seems like right. a perfect time for her to have that job. Right, right, right. And then fucking Australia, excuse the word. Again, we don't get to see her convince her parents. Like yes. we, don't see, we don't get to see her lose Australia and we don't get to see her get it back. Yes, it's all secondhand. So I'm like, why are you depriving me of any of these moments? Yes, totally. As if as if that's not the backbone of the story, except it is, or at least nothing else is. Yeah, like the one thing that you have set up since earlier seasons and that you make a point to make it like part of the arc of every episode is Australia and what it means to her. I also say, I do also wish they had specified what about Australia? What is she obsessed about that place with? She's just backpacking by herself for a year. It's like, but what about it? Why there? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why there. And I think it's fascinating and specific. Why not China? Like, who, who, like, why there? No, I agree with you. And I think it's really specific and really interesting that Amira, this is her dream to backpack for a year. As a woman, I'm not comfortable with that. As a Muslim woman, I think it's really fucking fascinating that this is the thing that she wants to do. And it's never really verbalized as to why. I'm excited that she has this sense of adventure that she wants to do before whatever happens next in her life, right? I love that. Again, it's very specific, great choice, and then not not enough. Yeah, there. yeah. What you said about wanting to absolve some of the issues or the complaints people had about OG is absolutely the feeling I had, though I hadn't kind of articulated it that way, that where I, I did, however, at one point think I'm having a similar problem, though not nearly as strongly as I did with Italia season three, where it's like someone gave him a checklist of things that happen, but the people who are making it, who are telling the story based on those checklists, don't really seem to have a sense of what it all means. Mm-hmm. And it was such a stark difference where even the Abiballs episode, and then even the last two episodes, which are not even hers, but are just like, going which, back to Mia and Hannah are right. the strongest three episodes. Which, and can we, be, can we be angry about that for a second? I guess. We, we will be angry about that. <laughs> because, but on the other hand, okay, but I thought about this because I knew you had warned me that was gonna happen. So when it happened, um, I was like, actually, I should be mad about this, but I'm not because I don't even know what more you would tell with her story. I will say I, I would have disliked this a lot more if it weren't for the two of them because that who are the two that I wrote down that really oh the messaging keep messages her himself from her phone cute as fuck and then the other one was um the singing thing when he's singing to her okay I have I have three that are like some of my top like scam romantic moments Uh so the first is that he uh stands outside so that she can pray top tier romantic scam moment oh that actually may be (laughs) the most romantic thing that any in any version and then I think actually the the one that you're saying the text message is very 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 cute and so okay so I guess do you want to talk about them I feel like we we can Uh, talk more about Amira maybe later in relation if if I feel like we did yeah this will be like an all-over conversation because 
because it's it's a little hard to put into categories yeah by the way that the season itself is structured yeah um, so amira and muhammad masuk that's okay. their stripper name because of their last names yeah yes i think so they work for the most part and what i was trying to say maybe it's because they've just met right that they were so fucking forward like he was so fucking forward yes in a way that no one else has been yeah <laughs> there was no misinterpreting his interest in her yeah, yeah. I will say uh, like an extremely good scene from in my opinion was also after she's ghosted him essentially and he comes in for water and then her brother comes in and this scene has existed in other versions but it was extra good in this one like you could cut the tension the knife I was so yes. tense my note was Omar has eyes completely reads the situation to be fair I guess we find out later we don't know when exactly Muhammad confided in him but I don't think at that point he knew no my guess would be no I think he was just okay I've entered I can feel the tension here I can see what's happening I'm gonna step out and uh try to diffuse it a little bit hey come outside and stop flirting with my sister that little Uh, smirk at the end of his I was was winning it was so good later on when we're talking more about the family there's not enough Omar I I missed him when he wasn't there yeah he's such a kind of like weirdly in the family a calming presence I think even though he's not very serious that I missed when he wasn't around totally so to me it like it was very obvious, like literally at, after that point when he Muhammad messages him himself, right? That's episode three. I like you too, and I feel nervous when I'm when I'm around you, right? And you know, episode two, you have them like sitting by themselves at the party and talking and having a moment, just the two of them. Yeah. That is then seen by Sam, who is like, got it, hands off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was like a notable difference that. I was going to ask your opinion on them of two minds about it. I mean, I think the problem to me is two things. I do think that, that there is kind of like a hesitation to commit to it either way. And the other part is that then Sam disappears, essentially. One of my big complaints is justice for Sam Appel. Like she, like she's, she's the one person that doesn't really have a storyline the entire season and seems Um, to be no one's friend even though as in I mean she's like everyone's friend but also no one's friend like exactly like they really hit home Kiki and Amira and they we can leave Kiki for later but it's a whole its own topic even Mia is very very close with her they're constantly skyping but Sam and Hannah has her thing with Stefan and Jonas so and then then there's just Sam who's like perpetually it's like the Chris problem like Chris is always just yeah, exactly. so I was like why is this constantly a problem yeah. and so okay the moment that you make Sam the person who's flirting with with Muhammad because she's a flirt which is fine as part of her character yeah so then do something with it exactly like you made a specific choice this is your you can't give Sam uh her own season because of NRK rights but give her a moment to shine in terms of her friendship and give that friendship and like I think it's a funny moment to be like if you like Muhammad I'm okay with that she's like "Uh uh-huh but I don't like it but if you did I would like it's it's fun moment but it's like it's just yeah I totally expected that to pay off where Sam would be like okay she says she's fine with it and then to continue something and then have it blow up like again it's like cutting because out they're afraid, they're afraid of creating conflict within the friend group um, I know and especially that type of conflict which I think is very one that gets criticized a lot in like which I can culture. understand give Sam then some sort of role with like 
you give Kiki so much. Couldn't yeah. you have given some of the Kiki to Sam in terms of like the Muhammad and Amira yes. uh, relationship? Yeah, and then I wasn't even suggesting that like that would have been the preferred one, but it was at least one that like they could have done something with and they didn't. You know what I mean? Like it was right there and they didn't do anything with it. Another point that I wrote where Muhammad is like, no, 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 no misinterpreting my intention right. here. <laughs> like in that, in that second episode when he shows up at the party and he's like, I am not here because of Sam. Like, yes legit I'm like my man I, I do really like his forwardness like he saw what he liked and he went for it and when he didn't get it he was devastated and I, was I like, know it was yes and, <laughs> and I love like, a man who can like I, own that and I liked what it what he brings out in Amira too where she starts acting in a similar way too which is unexpected for her like he's so he's bringing out a side of her that she just didn't expect didn't necessarily want right now because of the timing of like she's leaving right. for a year or whatever where she texts him like I want to see you and I was like girl uh-huh. I'm, I'm proud of you here <laughs> taking and action so, so their their relationship is given a little bit more space in that they actually go on dates like and it's not like on episode on the last episode yeah right? and they both know they're on dates and they're both okay with talking about what they both want Mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting and even the way they phrased him not being Muslim anymore is less harsh than OG which I again I'm not sure how I feel about it because he's like oh I'm not I'm not religious feels different mm-hmm. than I don't believe in Allah I kind of thought it was really interesting and realistic in that at least for a little while even if we knew that the reveal was coming it does give you a little bit what the fans wanted, which is, can we just see two Muslim people fall in love? Right. And so, like, they're going on these dates with, like, very deliberate goals. Are you going to be my person? Her Muslim friends are getting married. It's in the back of her mind. Like, yeah, but then they needed to ramp up conflict elsewhere. If it was about them just watching them fall in love with no conflict, great. But, like, she needs some conflict somewhere. Exactly. Which is why when I am in those moments where they're in their dates, I'm like, oh, I do like this season. And then in the other moments, I'm like, okay, but what is happening? Uh, (laughs) I have two minds. What is happening is a very good way of putting it, actually. Because I would say also this as a, like, kind of a general thought. Towards the end of the season, I was like, here's the thing. I can't, I I can't even articulate anything specifically that I think is very bad about it. I don't think there is anything. Yeah, right. But while watching... Um, I'm not a very religious person, meaning I'm not, I don't consider myself part of any specific faith. I don't, I don't do any religious rituals, nothing like that. So Sana's conflict is one that's very foreign to me, which is that like, I can't be with someone who doesn't believe in God. If you would just tell me that flat out, I'd be like, okay, I don't get it. And yet Sana's season, even with all its flaws, gets me to understand and empathize with that perspective. I understand where she's coming from. And when her mom sets her reservations about being with someone who who does not share your faith, she's coming at it from such a realistic and supportive place. Yes. And, I, and I sympathize with that too. Exactly. You, you the, the, the season teaches you, like it puts you in those shoes, which is what the show is supposed to do. In this one, I was just like, Amira, stop. Like, why are you, I just did not ever get into that place of getting where she's coming from or why you're definitely much more on like the point of view of like kiki and mia where it's like well how do you know it's not gonna work if you don't right yeah so when she says like but i need to know now i'm like why are you being so unreasonable (laughs) being like so accommodating so accommodating and also i will say when you find out that he's from syria 
and or it, it's actually his her brother who says like you didn't even bother to ask him why he lost his faith and she's like i don't even care Does it, or she says like it doesn't even matter why does it matter to you and then later you find out it's because he's from Syria and he's been to some serious shit. I was going to ask you how you felt about that choice because the actor is also a Syrian refugee. I thought that was a very good choice. Uh, I liked it. I was super moved by it. I didn't know that about him, but I'm not surprised. There was just something that comes off the screen that's so just like, like a palpable in, in the way he's, he's talking about his father and talking about Aleppo. I really, really like her voice message that finally prompts him to be like okay we can talk I loved it yeah she's like I miss you even though I don't really know you yeah I thought it was like so beautiful <laughs> his response with the picture was yes so exactly and and so when he lays out you know you know re religion is like a home and I lost both I was yeah. like yeah man this is I think the only cup well I don't know if the only I would say like a lot of the Yusanas ended a question mark, uh, whereas yeah. this one, they're like, you are my boyfriend. Yeah. Are my I, girlfriend. I will wait for you definitively. Yeah. You'll be back in a year. And yeah, so I, I think those were my big sort of things about the two of them. In terms of Amira, I did like, and I, I get, I, it's like, I understand the, the idea of wanting to avoid conflict with the girls. So it's like, oh, she actually gets to share first with Mia. And then she tells like Kiki. And it's like, it's, it was lovely to see these moments. But where's the conflict? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I was like a little self-conscious prepping for this conversation because I was like, I feel like I'm just going to say everything the opposite that I said about Sana season where all the, literally all, not all, but several of the criticisms we had of the sauna season have been fixed. I mean, rather have been changed or like have been addressed. There's been an attempt to address them. And one of them being sauna's kind of extreme cutting everything. Yeah. And so yeah. here they didn't do it. And, and now I'm just like, oh, but that doesn't work either. So what the hell does work? Uh, and it kind of, I had my ever present desire to uh, if I were to break down any season other than um, Wilhelm compared to other, wait, no, what are their, what is their name? Nurhelm. Nurhelm, sorry. Uh, I would compare Nurhelm's, a couple of different Nurhelm's to each other. I would definitely compare uh, a few different Yusanas uh, to see what, what works why and what doesn't and why yes and that's why i'm so fascinated because i think that ultimately it's not a question of like you know we say the season is cursed no one's trying to put on a bad season you know oh so no <laughs> what is it about it that is a challenge beyond it's a muslim girl right can't, that can't be just that get some muslim writers to help you out you know why can't anybody write this better why can't anyone write this better like what <laughs> It's very fascinating to me that season four is such a struggle. Yeah, um, I think those were we covered all the big topics I had in mind for. I wish um, so. I wish I had the actual word. You know, when they're when they decide to that they're dating, like at the park and they're going around. But right after the religion conversation, then he's she's like, "Oh, are you gonna go to Kiki's party?" And he's like, "I will." as your boyfriend, but the word that he actually uses in Arabic, I think is actually really beautiful, but I don't remember what it means. Like, I remember people like saying like, oh. the word that they use for each other is not just like boyfriend. Okay, I, I was don't. looking up all these words and I, I, that one, I remember pausing at it, but I was in a rush because I needed to finish up so we could record. So I 
I didn't actually look it up. Um, I do really love how they kept switching fluidly and easily between German and Arabic, uh, just as someone, I mean, as you do too, between Spanish and English, I'm sure. And I, and I just, it's such a, it creates such a sense of familiarity and authenticness in the characters, especially yeah. in the home environment, which kind of maybe is a trend, like you said, a transition to talk about the family. I will say the home environment of uh, Amira's home life <laughs> felt so real. There was something about, there are a couple of scenes, like one her, where- her the transition, that's what I wanted to talk about, her family. Yeah, go oh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the one where her, she's just at home, do, like texting, like doing something, doesn't even matter. And her grandmother is in the background yelling, like, come on for dinner. We're, like, we're starting without you. It was so, so, so- I don't know, I felt like I was in my grandmother's home or something, like I felt so at home. And the other one that I loved was when she wakes up early in the morning and her brother is yelling in the bathroom. We don't know why yeah. he's yelling yet. Yes. And she just, completely, he's like saying like, help, I'm in trouble. And she's completely ignoring him. And I was like, yes, I love this. But even and the layout of their place was so just like homey in the right way. Like it felt real. It didn't feel production designed. It didn't feel like somebody was like setting up what their home would look like. It was like, these people live here. And and that didn't take away from you can still have like a beautiful shot. Do you know, in this scene, I actually was thinking about, this is a total tangent. Um, I think this is the one where she pulls out the little prayer rug. Well, I don't know if it's the exact same one, but she has a little prayer rug that she uses. I had to have a old rug of my parents repaired. So I had to find like a, like an authentic, like uh, oriental rug person like somebody who really knows that stuff anyway so when I dropped it off we got into a conversation and he showed me uh like a 150 year old prayer rug that was so beautiful but but like obviously in its work but it had these two round holes kind of three like two and a half like two complete holes in one patch that was being run threadbare and he said that's where the person that's where their knees go Oh, like wow. The had been used so much that the, that it had worn holes in it. And I was like, God, the symbolism of the, of the power of this object as a symbol of devotion is so amazing. Anyway, total, t- total not tangent. Uh, I'll take it out. But no, that was, no, that was great. Talking about Amira and her house and her family and yeah, and her brothers. So I was glad again to see Amira with brothers. I miss an Amira, like uh, Amira in Sam España doesn't have siblings. Mm-hmm. I really miss the dynamic. I think Assam has 100% youngest child energy. He 100% has it. <laughs> Wanted to smack him like 10 times at least. <laughs> I still really enjoy him, but I was like, my man. Oh, he's very authentic. Like he played it very well. Both the brothers are really, really well cast. I did really enjoy that they sort of split up Elias into two different characters. For one thing, it added energy to her mm-hmm. home life. Um, but it also allowed one of them to be good and one of them to be like a real shit. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't feel like that dynamic was super well explored. Like it felt like it was just there. It was another one of those things where it was just like, okay, this is interesting. And, um, like when he says to her, we're basically enemies and I think he's joking, but I also think there's some truth to it. And yet they don't really do anything. Well, well, what I thought was interesting was the bitterness from him. Because exactly. from, her, from, from her point of view, she's the girl. She's yeah. the one that doesn't get to do the things usually. That's what has been established. So it's really fascinating to play with that dynamic. And the little that they do with it, I do like. Like, 
I like that he's the one who has the party because he's trying to fit in. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. What you thought about that whole switch? I like that. I like that it's him. I don't know why. It just it it felt like a way to. It it was one of those moments where the change worked for me. And then I think having him lie and like confirm the lie that Mahama was the one that brought the alcohol was also a good interesting specific yeah. choice. And yeah. if anything was resolved too fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Without a ton of fallout on their fr- uh, brother sister relationship. Exactly. I, I liked it for all the reasons you're saying it layered that character in really interesting ways, but I think because it didn't do any more with it, I was a little bit like left wanting. And also by taking it away from her, it like lost it it's part of why I think like the threads of why her characters would fully add up her arcs don't really add up mm-hmm. um and I like the, one of the it's one of the pieces that contributes to that feeling I guess and, yeah and so, I guess when, I, when I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about her struggle it is definitely one to fit in into each world but I not I'd never quite have the sense of that she's in danger of losing either yes and she and more than any one of the things I did love about the season and I think that's also as a response to the criticism is that we do see her appreciate her place in in the Muslim world and and like that that community in in Berlin and all the good and bad that comes with that right Uh, like it matters to her and her friendships there matter to her too and you do see her sort of struggle to keep them separate sure and a little bit but I never I never feel like she's about to lose them whereas with Sana I under even if I know that ultimately I trust in their friendship and I know it's going to work out I want to understand her fear like you're saying Uh, the the same way that you were saying about like her her faith in a way here I want to really get that she thinks that she can lose something here yes Sana feels like she keeps those worlds separate because she always has in the back of her head or even the front of her head this feeling that if she doesn't keep them rigorously separated she's going to have to choose exactly and so what I think what as much as I love the Omar Isam Amira dynamic and I think they have really lovely moments of just being siblings and we said like that Omar also kind of like knows about them and like gives advice and is that person for Muhammad I love all that what we don't have is these conversations that I think most of the other remakes have had where even though like you're saying okay Islam says oh we're enemies but they're also all on the same side because they're living a reality different than, than what their expectations of their parents is. So I don't know what Omar has done as the oldest son to, has he hidden some aspect of himself? Yeah. Uh, how does he like conform? Does he have any advice for Amira? Did he help the parents convince them to let her go to Australia? I'm going to bring Australia back forever. Uh, you know, like yeah. what, what are those specific dynamics of that generation beyond we're siblings, which again, very done, very done very well. And I think kind of adding to that feeling is the fact that they are so tight in the beginning and then Omar just disappears. I know. And I'm like, did he go to school? Like, where is he? What happened? Does he work? Is that why? Like, like I liked that. I, I do think it would be good that they underline the differences between them in terms of like, even though they're the same, like, let's say generation, they are 
at different points in their lives. One has already started his life, his adult life. One is just starting. And one is like clearly in high school and frankly, junior high um, and emotionally <laughs> and mentally. It, but, but they kind of set you up as, especially because there's no one else except Muhammad, which was a little bit odd a couple, the first couple of times. I was like, why is it always these three guys? Like, do they have no other friends? I, I think I would have liked it if there had been a sense of a bigger group just once. And then, okay. and then a little I, bit. It, it is, I think the funniest thing to me is how not a single remake has tried to have a balloon squat. Yeah. <laughs> like even France, they were there, kind of like what you're saying. In that first scene, you saw that they were part of a group and then we never saw the other friends again. Maybe, maybe I would feel that way if that had happened here. It was only, it was only Sofian. I think Italian might have it. Uh, we haven't watched it yet, remember. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of their other boys the yeah yeah, yeah. i think i might have it okay and i know that i just defended this choice because i was like yeah scott they just fell deeply for each other uh i do want to know how muhammad and omar met yeah right like work together (laughs) do they go to school together well no i guess they can't have gone to school together because then she would know him yeah it's it's intriguing he mentions he has a lot of the similar attributes that the yusufs usually do he teaches at a kindergarten he knows how to cook at least he says he 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 made her baklava. I don't know what you're right. talking I fucking, okay. I'm, that was an amazing line where he's like, my father always said, if you want to impress a woman, bring her baklava. But if you want to keep her, make it yourself. That's why I love him so much. Because he has these moments where I'm like, oh my God, swoon. I think it's because Yusuf feels like a boy and Muhammad feels like a man. Oh, yes, he does. I actually looked up how old he was. He, I think when they did this season, he was 22, which I think is, he's like right on the cusp of like, okay, I can believe that you're, because he's supposed to be a little bit older than her. So I'm like, I believe that he's somewhere between 18 and 22. I buy it. But he has like the confidence of a man. <laughs> he also looks like he could be on the cover of a romance novel. I'm sorry, but that hair is out of this world. I know, I definitely made a couple of comments at the beginning where I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she loses in Super Smash Brothers because she gets distracted by Mohammed's luscious waves. Like, she gets lost. <laughs> yeah, she gets lost in them, like, in a waterfall. Yeah. The hair is its own character. That Super Smash scene, actually, was one that was lacking for me in that way that we were talking about earlier. Like, I just don't feel like the people who are making this are confident they know what the scene is doing. So all the information is conveyed. I get it. I get all the text and the subtext. <laughs> And yet there's something about that moment when he leans in and she gets distracted and loses. I actually didn't like that she lost. I know she loses in OG as well. There, there was something about it that was done differently here when it's kind of like, it is, it was, it, it is a different vibe, but I don't know that I could verbalize it. I'm not entirely sure either, but I think it has to do with Amira's character. So this is where like, not to like transition us away from the family so soon, but well, I did, I do, I did want to take a moment to talk about the mom because I feel like you okay, want to yeah. say more about the mom. <laughs> um, no, I actually don't have a ton to say except that, with, like a lot of other things, I feel like I understand what you're trying to do, and I and I don't. It doesn't feel like yeah, and to me, it's because we're lacking those moments of conflict and or advice in that later half of the season. What we do get, I like. I also really like that she makes an effort to know all of Amira's friends. Even if you think that she has a preference for Nadia more than Kiki, it's only barely there, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something in that family dynamic that is about Amira's role as a girl, as a middle child, 
as an immigrant family in Germany that isn't fully articulated or it isn't like fully integrated into where, God, what am I trying to say? Where that those relationships and those conflicts form the backbone of everything else that happens. And yet I don't fully have a grasp of them. I mean, I can't even begin to articulate what they might be other than relying on what I know from OG. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about Kiki? Sure. Okay, so someone was being asked the other day their opinion on season four and like, like kind of like be positive about season four. And they're like, okay, I'm gonna tell you the things that I like. And so one of the things that they mentioned was Kiki. And then they say, even though she seemed like she had a personality transplant between seasons, I fucking <laughs> love her in season four. I, I wondered about that. I decided to call it character growth. But I also just kind of went with it because I was really digging it. I feel like they must really like this actress. They they gave her such an important role in this season. And, and they gave, I know you haven't seen it yet, but they gave that apartment such an important role. And that apartment is the key to the new gen. And like oh. they, they make Kiki the person who brings the new gen, right? She's the connection to the yeah, new generation. Yeah. As much as I loved this Kiki and I believed this version of her, I low-key missed the bitchiness a little bit. Like yeah. I don't, I don't need the ignorance. But there is something about her that is See, I don't know. bossy, bossy. There's a bossiness to yeah. her. Yeah. I like sort of the idea of using the apartment as the excuse to sort of get the characters together periodically. I thought that worked really well and do the remodeling. I've decided that clearly there's a whole part of Berlin shitty apartments that is just acceptable the way that they look this way. Because I remember when da- David with his sister also lived in an apartment that looked like it was like, is, are they like squatting? Is this a real apartment? No, it's a real apartment. Well, so I guess there's neighborhoods in Berlin where you're like, is this just what a cheap apartment looks like? I don't know. I, I have say this looked very like artistically slumming it. Like there was something very hipster about the specific way it was falling apart where I almost felt like you could design, you could have a pristine new apartment that you designed to look like this because it looks cool. My favorite hijinks was the plumbing. Um, I don't think there's much to say about Carlos except that I love him. But I did like the acknowledgement because he did fail his Abby. Yes. That he makes the decision not to retake it. And yeah. Yeah fine that they were like he, it's his choice and he can still be a successful person and he ha- he has found what he wants to do and he's gonna keep doing that and he's just following Kiki wherever she goes I feel like the, the reason she feels like she had a personality transplant is that they there are small ways I think they could have had her arc a little bit as a character in the season and they didn't for whatever reason like there is that scene where she shows up where she just brings cupcakes or something or to basically thank her for talking to the landlord and getting getting them yeah getting her getting her apartment and there's that moment where it's like hinting at the old uh kiki slash vilda cultural insensitivity where she's like oh are you getting are you is it arranged marriage you know and uh, then when sam is the one who's like oh are you and muhammad gonna get married now it's Kiki who's like, no, yeah. I liked, I liked those moments, but then I also felt like I missed a step in the, the education of Kiki. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's like if it, how España did their little like clips, I wish they had had like little Kiki clips in the background. <laughs> the education yeah. of Kiki is such a good title. Right. I was like, girl, I love you, but like, yeah, you, you if, if anything, you're, you're too good at recognizing when you've like made a misstep yeah Yeah, without like 
and we don't even see it her recognizing it not only does no one prompt it or nothing prompted it just she just the next scene she's different there there's a the other uh kind of tiny thread of her character that the similar thing happens to is is accepting that Carlos isn't going to take the yes, yeah. Abby year? Is that what you're calling it? I, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like, you can't just take the test. You have to go back to school for a year. Right. That's what that's what Alex did. Can I take a mini pause? I know that we're going to talk about Winterberg in a sec. And I know <laughs> that, whatever. But it's so funny to me how despite the dick he is, I still like him. <laughs> I, I like him more than I like Mia, weirdly. So there's like several moments here. First, when he shows up at Kiki's party to surprise Mia, I'm like, oh my God, the first time that he shows up at the party and I don't want to punch like a William character. I'm like, yes, you are welcome here. And then even when he shows up at the end, which he's only showing up because it's like, hey, we got the whole cast together. Yeah. But I kind of believe that he's friendly enough with them that I would buy that he's there because yeah. he had to repeat a year and I actually believe that he, he integrated in that group. Yeah, they, he, they had they did pranks together. There's a season that could have aired simultaneously of him kind of becoming a better person through the influence, not of Mia necessarily, but of, but of the group. Yeah. yeah. He's like buddies with Jonas. They did pranks yeah. together, you know? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I will say there's something about that particular actor's face. I feel like an asshole saying this, but whatever, he'll never ever hear this. I just kind of want to punch him on sight. I, I don't know what it is about him. Maybe when he's not in character, I wouldn't have the same reaction. I don't know. That he, said, what, he's strangely endearing in this season to me as Alex, even though I kind of want to punch him all the time. I told you he was in that other show. Just then, I can't say words. Oh, uh, Deutschland's 86 or something? Yeah, he's in one of the seasons. Yeah, he's in one of the seasons. No, I don't I know. know. I, yeah. I've been meaning to watch it. Maybe I'll check it out now. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I, uh, but yeah, let's, so I guess let's wrap up. I guess I don't have too much to say about Kiki, except I genuinely enjoy her despite the like, to get to where the characters yeah. at. And this- I really loved their, their relationships throughout the season and how they were like such rocks for each other. Absolutely, I like yeah. their party of two dancing. It's very cute to me. Yeah. Um, and I find it funny and yet somehow appropriate that out of everyone in the friend group, this is the one that sort of gets a peek into Amira's world. Yes, I love that they singled her out as, especially not when Mia is gone, as like the the close friend that that they sort of made the unlikely couple or something, yes. unlikely yes. friendship. I how, how and then that th- that scene where Amira. I mean, I can't believe we didn't talk. I guess I haven't actually like talked about Amira, but well, I mean, we have throughout a little bit at the beginning, yeah. Uh, just her her blow up at the party, which which we can get into in detail, but just just about the Kiki portion specifically, I was ex- I was extremely affected, pissed off at Amira, and ha- I-, I was a little bit disappointed that they like so quickly again let it drop. I mean, they do have the, they play the beat of her saying like not inviting her to paint and kind of pushing her away from the door, and then finally when Amira and Kiki talk about it and Amira apologizes. Kiki's like, no, don't worry about it. It wasn't about you. And I kind of was like, well, you could have just said then like, I was hurt. And yeah, you could have. This is the girl that dropped the soup. Soup girl, <laughs> respect, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, so just how far that relationship had come, I kind of should have done a little bit more with it. That said, overall, Kiki is a thumbs up for me in this season. Yeah, me too. 